morning and greetings in Jesus precious name. Welcome to Marriage Talk podcast. This morning my hope and my prayer is that you will enjoy this conversation not just to receive new information but also to receive understanding, revelation and in fact answers or solutions to some of the problems that you're struggling with. And my prayer is that as we proceed and have a particular conversation on this particular topic that the lord will also use this information you're receiving to be a blessing to other people around you that you would not just listen to the word of god but you will also be a teacher of the word of god you will be a propagator of the word of god recently i received a question from one of our pastors in nigeria and he wrote to me about a situation that somebody in his church is facing where this sister she married a man and they had been courting for a while and they decided to get married and after marriage she realized that this person is impotent that this person is unable to bear children so the question that this pastor asked me is should she leave this marriage should she walk out of this marriage and uh, i'd been deliberating on that for a while before i decided to record this podcast and that's the topic that i would like to address this morning let me also add at this point if you have a question about your marriage your relationship or anything that you're dealing with in your understanding of how to grow and go to the next level in your marriage please feel free to write to us you can reach us on instagram facebook twitter or even by email or just go to our website pastorpriji.com and you will find all the details over there so coming back to our question for the day the question was should i get divorced from a marriage where one or either or both of the partners they have a challenge when it comes to impotency now this is going to be a very sensitive topic because i understand that this is not something that is an everyday issue or an everyday problem but at the same time we know that this is an issue that a lot of people face and a lot of people experience so we have to understand what does the bible say when it comes to the aspect of sets why did god create sets did god create it only for reproduction or also for each other's pleasures or to also take care of each other's sexual needs you know we've grown up in a society in a culture especially the religious system that has taught for a long time that the only purpose of god creating sets is to reproduce is to help us to procreate now that is absolutely godly that is absolutely right but that's not the only purpose with which god created sets if you read the book of first uh, corinthians in chapter 7 in detail you would see the instructions that apostle paul gives to husband and wives when it talks about how they should behave with each other sexually it's not just about come together when you want to have children or come together when you want to uh, procreate or come together when you want to be fruitful there is so much more to sets than just to reproduce although reproduction is the primary biological function that happens as a result of 
two people becoming sexually intimate. Now, when one person has intentionally hid or not spoken about their weakness or their physical limitation or struggle, that may be more than just the fact that this person is important. It's also the break of trust. It's also the break of the dependency. The other person depended on this person. So there is a break of trust over there. And there is a break of what and how the future is going to pan out for the both of them. They will have to replan every single detail of their future. So there is a lot of things that we need to consider when it comes to this particular question. And before we go in there, let's have a little bit of teaching on what is sets. God created sets and he created it for our enjoyment and yet it was for his glory. Now this may be spooky for some of us because we think that sets is extremely carnal. But if it is something that God created, if it is something that the Lord blessed Adam and Eve with, then it has to bring worship and glory and praise to God. It is not something that is only carnal. Now, the enemy will convince you that sex is something extremely base and something within the range of the flesh. But the Bible talks about how in the beginning they were both naked and they knew no shame and they were intimate with each other. They were absolutely real and personal with each other and there was no shame in it. Shame and problems and struggles and issues came into this aspect after sin came into the marriage. Before sin came in, before there was any intrusion by the serpent, any intrusion by the voice of the enemy, there was absolutely no problem for physical, sexual intimacy. The Bible says that for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and he will cleave, he will hold on, he will become one with his wife and they will be one flesh. That is the definition, the biblical understanding of having sex, so, which means that this has to be in the context of marriage. It cannot be outside of marriage. It has to be in the legal covenant relationship of marriage. Anytime that it is practiced outside of the legal, spiritual covenant of marriage, it is going to be sin. It is going to bring displeasure to God. Just like practicing it within the boundaries of marriage is going to bring worship to God, practicing it outside of it is definitely going to dishonor God, is definitely going to ruin the purpose with which God put that desire and that drive into your body. Now, knowing and understanding that, that God made this, that God created this in us, we have to ask another question. Now, what happens to a marriage where we do not have sexual satisfaction? Now, that is the question. That is the point of the question. It's not just about whether this person can have a child or not, because there is plenty of ways to have children. It is not just to have biological children. You can always adopt you can always uh, take a step of faith and pray about it and wait on the Lord and may the Lord make a way for adoption. And I truly, completely believe in adoption. And I believe that 
Uh, adoption is something that the church needs to talk about more often. The church needs to prescribe that adoption is the alternative for abortion. Usually people go for abortion. And of course, there's a lot of factors involved in abortion, especially in a nation like ours, where it can be looked down on a, a pregnancy outside of marriage or a pregnancy even in marriage at the wrong time can be looked down on. People resort to abortion. And no matter what situation or context a person is coming in from, abortion is abortion and abortion is definitely something that is going to bring a lack of favor from God. That is definitely murder. There is no two ways to put about it. Now, I'm not saying that to make anybody here feel guilty. I'm just telling you the truth of the word that when you kill a child, whether it be in the womb or outside the womb, that is murder. That is clear-cut murder. So adoption is something that we have to prescribe. The church has to prescribe as an answer or as an alternative for abortion, which means that this particular couple that we are talking about, they have the option to still go ahead and be a normal family and go ahead and adopt a child and continue to love God, love each other and raise the child and raise as many children as the Lord allows them to have and raise in their home without having to bring this into a play. Now, I also understand that it may be extremely hard for a mother who has always dreamed of carrying her own child in her own physical womb to give up that particular dream and to expect to love a child that's been born off of someone else's womb. Whereas when we look at the way that God loved us, do you know that you and I, we were adopted into God's family, that we were not his family members. We were aliens. We were Gentiles. And yet God chose to adopt us. He grafted us into his family tree. And that is how we are children of God. And he put his spirit on the inside of us to guarantee this adoption process. And uh, if this is how we got saved, how much more do we have the same grace to be able to adopt children that are not necessarily born out of our physical loins and yet our children that can carry our heart, our spirit, our mind, they can represent us, they can receive our inheritance and they can be the ones that the Lord will use to carry forward our family name. It is absolutely a blessing to adopt a child. Now, having said that, let's continue and go back to the question. So if not having a child is not the only reason why this person wants to get out of the marriage, then it could also be because the person is not being satisfied physically and sexually. Now, it is not unreasonable request for a spouse to expect her husband to satisfy her physically and sexually as well. It is not ungodly. It is not unbiblical. It is expected by a husband to take care of the wife's sexual needs. Let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 3. It says, The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. 
the wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband should give authority over his body to his wife so it is a biblical mandate a divine mandate when apostle paul wrote this down saying hey this is expected of of a husband and a wife that they fulfill each other's physical and sexual needs now having said that when a person is incapable of taking care of that need incapable of providing for that one area can or should you still remain in that marriage should you still continue to go forward in expecting the lord to help you to stay united in that marriage the answer from my side okay again this is my personal conviction i'm sure different people will have different say and different perspective to it but this is my personal conviction it is that sex does not make up marriage sex is an aspect of marriage sex is an aspect which is undeniably extremely important and uh, it is something that is at the very nitty gritty details of holding the marriage together it is sex is very much a part of all of that and yet it is not sex that keeps two people together it is the love of god in that marriage it is the spirit of god in that marriage in that couple's life that is what holds two people together if you go to the book of malachi where the bible talks about how the spirit of god made them one the portion of his spirit upon the both of them is what combined them made them into one flesh so are you asking me if removing the sets element out of the marriage can break the marriage absolutely not the only thing that can break this marriage is if you remove the holy spirit out of this marriage if you allow sin to breed in this marriage if you allow ungodliness things that are not of god to breed in this marriage if the holy spirit leaves that is the only time that this marriage can break now having said that the holy spirit he is very 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 gentle you know when you commit a mistake he will still help you get convicted of that mistake he's not somebody who is waiting to leave you as soon as you make a mistake he's somebody who is forgiving patient kind gentle helping you in your weaknesses helping you when you cannot do it on your own and helping you to produce the fruit and the character of Jesus in your life that is the presence of the holy spirit and it is the presence of the holy spirit that keeps the two united it is not sets although sets is necessary almost necessary to help the growth of marriage the primary factor is not sets the primary factor is not just physical intimacy it is spiritual intimacy we are not physical beings alone we are spiritual beings now please understand that i am not advocating this for every marriage this is specifically a out of the ordinary situation and and i have known several people including some of my own relatives or family members who have experienced and seen these challenges happening in their marriage where they need answers for these kind of questions and i believe that that is where we need a true and a proper understanding of what 
marriage really is marriage is not just two bodies coming together or two minds coming together or two emotions coming together marriage is two spirits coming together so you can experience spiritual intimacy and you may have struggles in some other areas for example my wife and i we have our own ups and downs when it comes to experiencing emotional intimacy we find that we are at two different levels of emotional understanding and and sometimes it's not very normal and easy to achieve emotional stability and and try to be emotionally intimate all the time and you cannot say that okay just because i can't relate with this person or i can't understand her or because i am not able to satisfy or we are not able to satisfy each other's emotional needs we should walk out of the marriage because that that would be a that would be a blatant mistake because it is not the emotions that hold us together it is the love of god the love of god that surpasses body soul and mind the love of god which is in our spirit which is founded and which is rooted which is put there by the holy spirit that is what holds us together not just a feeling not just an emotion not just a physical experience but something which is right in the spirit now when we understand that we will come back to the question and we'll say okay wait but are you still able to depend on the lord and crave and pray and expect for spiritual intimacy now when i ask you to do this you should understand that this is a lifetime of sacrifice that i'm calling you into now if somebody is extremely emotional and the spouse that they have is extremely unemotional and insensitive when it comes to emotions and they still decide to make it work for their entire life then that's a lifetime of sacrifice that i'm calling you into and and it may not be very easy for you to do that it may be really challenging and yet that is what true unconditional love makes you do that when you love somebody unconditionally you would lay down your needs you will want to sacrifice your personal desires to be able to work together to the god goal and the god destination in your marriage and when somebody loves me in spite of not getting what they need from me and in spite of not being happy and satisfied i know that this person has unconditional love towards me the bible says that god loved us when we were still his enemies not when we responded to him in an altar call but when we were still his enemies and when we were devoid of his presence devoid of his touch devoid of his love that is when god loved us if that is when god loved us how much more how much more should you and i be representatives of the same love to our spouses and that is where we should remember that even when there is lack of physical intimacy even when there is needs physical sexual needs that are not met or emotional intimacy or needs that are not met that and we will still persevere and pursue each other for spiritual intimacy and we know that that is where our life truly is going to be founded and that the lord has called us to a life of unconditional love so in my personal opinion nothing there's absolutely nothing that is justifiable 
to break a marriage. Even for that matter, I would say that even if there is an extramarital affair, even if there is a relationship outside of marriage, if you would allow the love of God into the marriage, if you would allow the forgiveness of God, provided both people are repentant and receptive to God's presence and grace in their life, I'm telling you, it is absolutely possible for you to experience restoration. It is absolutely possible for you to experience joy. It is absolutely possible for you to experience all that God has in store for you. Now, let me come to this point where you should understand. Now, I'm specifically talking to the sister who is missing out or feeling like, wait a minute, I kept myself pure. I kept myself for this. And you're asking me for a lifetime of sacrificing this particular need or this particular area of my life. You're asking me to lay down at the altar. Now, let me tell you this. We think that we need certain things in our life, including sets, or it could be money, or it could be fame, or ministry, or any kind of validation that the world, our bodies, our minds can give us. We may think that that is what we need, but because we are spirit beings, what we ultimately need is Jesus. And if we have Jesus, if we have his presence, if we have a relationship with God, everything else becomes secondary. The primary need that you and I have is to have a relationship with Jesus. When we do not have that relationship with Jesus, everything will look like that is the primary need. But when we have that relationship with Jesus, I'm telling you, everything else will be a piece of cake for you. Everything else will be normal and ordinary and it'll be easy for you to sacrifice and lay that down at the altar and i'm not saying that if you're in the pursuit of getting married to somebody that and if the person says that this is a problem that they have and you intentionally get into the marriage saying that i would want to sacrifice this i don't mind i don't care it's okay that's not what i'm saying if you are not yet married and you know that this is a primary or this is an area of need in your marriage if for yourself then don't get married to that person. I'm specifically talking about those that are already married, that have already gotten into that covenant before God, before people saying, I will be with you till death does us apart. That I will not allow sickness or poverty or any other lack in our lives to drive us apart. Those that have made that covenant before God and people those that have been united by the presence of the Holy Spirit in that marriage. I'm talking specifically to those people, not to those that are not married. This podcast is specifically to the married people. And this is what the Lord says. Hey, if you're married and it doesn't matter how much lack you have, it doesn't matter how much emptiness you feel because of, of course, physical limitations or emotional limitations or whatever other challenges you may have. The Lord says, I will be your primary support and I will be your primary need. Your spiritual needs, once it is taken care of, once it is filled by the Lord, then every other need will look like it is secondary, will look like it is not needed and it is not required to be there in your life. Now, I hope that this word will really encourage you and I know that I may not have addressed all the areas, all angles of this particular issue, but this is definitely a real issue and this is definitely something that we need to answer. 
and we need to find a divine godly perspective to it what do i do when one of the spouses is impotent or if one of the spouses is not interested sexually the same way that i am interested what do i do should i get out of the marriage or should i expect god to help me i believe that you can expect god to help you and the next thing this is the word of hope that i want to release into your life which is that there is absolutely nothing that the lord cannot heal it includes your physical areas your sexual areas nothing absolutely nothing abraham and sarah they couldn't produce they couldn't reproduce they couldn't have a child till they were 100 year old and it is at that age when scientifically humanly speaking that was not possible that was not natural that is when they had a child that is when they reproduced and i believe that if god can do it then then god can do it for you in your marriage see when you make god your primary caregiver god your primary support your primary dependency then the lord can create things that were not there in the first place it can be something with regards to their body or it can be something in their mind it can be something in the emotional realm or it can be something that they need a healing from the past or any areas of their life rather than walking out of the marriage can you depend on god together as a couple the bible says when two people agree on one thing and they pray you know you and your husband and your you and your wife you are two people when you both agree on one thing and you pray and you expect god to answer it the bible says god the father in heaven he will make sure to answer that area answer that place of need so go ahead remain filled with hope remain filled with expectation for god to do something that he has never done before in your life i'm coming as a a messenger of the good news that there is nothing that is impossible for god so if you will trust him if you want to live a life that is going to bring honor and praise and glory to him even in your physical sexual area or in your personal experiencing each other uh, physically even in that area when you want to bring glory honor and praise to god i'm telling you that god will make sure to work out all things for your good and for his glory i hope that this uh, kind of answered not just their question but any other questions that some others may have about this particular area of sets and the role of sets in marriage we'd love to have more conversations that can practically help you in your area of need feel free to write to us and let us know how we can help you we are also available for a phone call if needed or a email conversation if you are from somewhere else or a physical meeting if you would like to come meet us personally and talk out your challenges in your marriage in your uh, areas of expectations and needs we are always available for you either i or one of our leaders or one of our couples in our church who are able to help you will definitely be there to help you in whichever way possible so do write to us if you have any need and we'd be glad it will be our honor to be able to help you God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're led to support us in any way in being able to make content and and create a podcast like this, go to pastorpraji.com/donate and uh, sow a seed and may the Lord bless you with a harvest for everything 
that you sow into our ministry. God bless you. Until next time, stay under the mighty hand of God. God bless you.